Three shots, four part, I just do two. One pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo. New driver, info, replace, into pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin. Uh, this is Chris Podcast episode number 116. We got Mikey back, TXG. Oh. What's up, Mikey? How are you, man? Good boys, yourself? Doing well, doing well. Bricer's here. Yep, doing well. Whenever I think Mikey, I think Rounders. I don't know if you guys ever watched the movie Rounders, but it's uh, whenever I see Mikey, I'm like Mikey McDermott kind of thing. But uh, for the longest time, Mikey was only said by aunts and uncles. That's it. And then once it's said once on a YouTube video, you ultimately become Mikey yeah. everyone. So I'm like, oh well, I guess I guess it's never gonna die. Especially if it's Ian saying it too, because it's uh, I'm not gonna try and pronounce it like Ian would, but it's like it's very I don't know. Now it's just probably synonymous with the. The brand of Mike Marty Savage, and that was like one of the things. Oh man, I remember I've been the, first, the first time. Well, that was from me, like one of our first. I think it was our first pod together, and I tried to say your last name without uh, getting the pronunciation. It was rough, man. It was really yeah, rough. But uh, so it's been a year. I didn't realize it had been a year, but we were talking like releases and stuff. Um, so I appreciate you coming back, Mike. It's always great to have you worries. on. With the you know when the releases come out, you kind of um, you're our guy. You kind of know what's going on with all the clubs. You know what's going on kind of an industry and you can give kind of all of our uh, viewers and listeners an idea of some of the things that are coming out. But um, anybody who hasn't listened to any of the ones in the past, I think this is your third time with us. So again, thank you. But uh, yeah, if you could uh, give us kind of an idea who you are, what do you do? Um, We've been talking for a little while now. So about maybe uh, what Mikey's all about, maybe not uh, always at TXG. Yeah, no, I'm... uh... At Tour Experience Golf, obviously custom club fitting and building facility uh, in Toronto, Calgary, uh, Mississauga. We have a seasonal location at uh, the uh, Pulpit uh, Club up in Caledon. Um, obviously growing throughout the year into different markets, which is interesting. But uh, yeah, my position at the company is director of uh, club fitting and building. Um, oversee all our fitters and builders, making sure you know customers are getting the best experience and and ultimately at the end of it, getting the best golf club. So um yeah we've been uh been busy it's the time of year for new gear we've got pga show next week um which is just a a meeting of all golf crazies in one big convention center um but the bays are the bays are filling up the fitters are all well trained on all the new gear already um so yeah no exciting year for for even for woods a lot there's a lot of chat of people going oh you know taylor may just called the stealth to stealth two. there's no there's no massive, you know, performance uh, benefit to it. I mean, it's a 360 degree chassis of carbon, not just the face or the top. So um, there's a lot of cool upgrades to some drivers. Um, there's a lot of new drivers in the market that I didn't think I'd ever fit someone to, um, but they've now entered the the, the battle zone of, of the driver. So yeah, there's a lot of great gear out right now. We can get into the gear a little bit more for sure. Um but that is one of the things that I was reading. I've got a friend who works at TaylorMade. Uh, Bryce and I are both in the stealth. And um, yeah, it's like a full 360 degree unit now. And I guess it's just like the only steel is uh, the weighting. And yeah. is it the, the like around the facing? Yeah, that frame. That right. frame in the back is is obviously where the hosel is in the top line. That you know, that's the only, that's the only, you know, metal part. The rest is all carbon. Callaway Paradigm, which in my opinion looks probably the coolest driver of the year um, with blue and gold. But yeah, 360 you know degree chassis of carbon. Everyone's going the carbon route. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's one driver on the market right now 
um, the new Strixon stuff that it, it is uh, titanium. Um, the MK2, you've got the ZX5 and ZX7. The ZX5 LS, if anyone's in the market looking for a new driver and need a little lower spin, I recommend you go hit the Strixon LS. It's only in righty. Sorry, lefties. Um, but the uh, Strixon driver, we've done some testing with it to see people to see fitters pull it in a fitting and for customers to be like, holy moly, this is never even heard of this brand or never expected Strixon to have a driver. They have a driver that's going to compete very well this year. Callaway kind of stole a little bit of TaylorMade's uh, thunder on the top line there. Eh? I'm getting a little M3 vibe. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the fairy wood um, definitely has a thicker kind of top line between, you know, the carbon. But um, yeah, it's very, very M3 vibe-ish for sure. What's the reasoning for all the carbon, Mike? Weight. You know, lighter. Really, yeah. You know, lighter. Put the put the weight where it belongs, whether it's CG back or CG forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these engineers are trying to shave, you know, grams every year. And, and you know, yeah. so I know we look at the product cycles and I know people are like, well, this guy sells golf clubs for a living. So he's going to say this, but every year golf clubs do improve and it might not be drastically. If you guys are using stealth right now, the only thing I can say is go fit and test the new stealth too. If it doesn't beat out your current stealth, you don't have to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we do here. I'll be the first person to tell you, Hey, listen, you're, you know, Epic driver is just as good as everything else we're testing right now. If you bought something maybe three, four, five years ago, yeah, maybe it's time for an upgrade. Technology does change, but someone asked me on a, on a Sunday night Q and a over Instagram. And they're like, do you think the golf industry has run out of ideas? But innovation can never die, regardless of the industry. So how can how can these people run out of ideas? These engineers right. are smart people. Mm-hmm. You have AI, you have three D printing. Um, I, I think we're just getting started into this generation of really really cool ideas and really really cool innovative golf clubs. I think you could argue maybe the amount of um, change can kind of be minuscule over kind of. Not, but it won't ever die. I don't think they'll no. always find something, whether oh. it's like you said, minuscule or it's huge. There will always be something. Yeah. Well, cause like we've seen carbon before. Um, I remember having this conversation, I think with you last year and yeah. like, this isn't the first time that we've seen carbon in a driver. I can't think of what it was back in the day, but I think like mid 2010 era, something like that, something had come out 2012 and you know, carbon came back. So there's going to be, we're going to get into an, the carbon era, carbon wood era, whatever you want to call it to, uh, I don't know, TaylorMade's listening. Like it's a free mm-hmm. plug, right? But, uh, you know, so we're going, there is so much AI. There's all these engineers. There's going to be a product that's going to supersede carbon eventually. That's going to come through and kind of like it has done to titanium or whatever, you know, the next transition into the golf space is we'll always develop it in some way. Um, I don't know what that'll be. I have no idea, but it's intriguing every year. It's definitely intriguing, but yeah, I feel like maybe this year things haven't changed as much as they have in the past, but uh, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say, yeah. right? It's hard to like. Yeah. From early testing, there's been some stuff that's been ho-hum and you're like, okay, it's, you know, it's a, it's another, it's another cycle of clubs. And then there's been some stuff where we're like, I didn't think they'd be able to improve on what was really good last year. Yeah. Um, so I thought last year was a really good woods year. Um, you know, Cobra, for example, you know, LTDX, uh, whether it's Max or LS, um, was our number one selling driver last year. We sold more Cobra than anything. 
Um, and that's weird for even me to say, just because we all remember the big three is TaylorMade, Callaway, and Pink. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's your big three. But um, the Cobra number we did last year was ridiculous. I mean, I felt like every fit I did, the person had a Cobra driver in their bag. Um, the Aerojet driver is just uh, just come out. Um, I've got one sitting on my desk right now that I'm probably going to put a shaft in tomorrow and, and do some tinkering with. But the numbers that we've seen from Aerojet are like, wow, it's better than LTDX. Um, and, you know, they took the CNC face away and a couple different things. But I went to an event last last year, two Decembers ago. Yeah. Um, in Arizona for the LTDX release. And Bryson made a comment. He's like, you guys think this driver's good. Wait till you see what we're already working on for next year. And obviously everyone's like, well, what are you working on? And then we saw it a couple months ago and you're like, you know, now that we're testing it, it's, it's good. It's very, very good. It's fast. It's forgiving. Um, so, you know, Cobra's made another advancement in drivers and I think it'll be a big seller for us again. For you, you know, I'm, I'm big, sorry, Mac, I'm big into the gear. Like I know decent, obviously not as much as you, but I think Cobra's kind of made, like bought their way into that now top four ever since kind of the F9. Cause I oh. mean, their F9 driver was pretty solid. And I think ever since then they've been kind of keeping up with everyone else. Yeah. F9 is great. I mean, the Cobra uh, utility iron that's, that's coming out, the Cobra irons, the CB, the MB, the King tour. I mean, I was hitting the, the MB today, um, which I don't belong in blades, but I was hitting it anyways for fun. Um, I mean, it's just so clean and classic and like, there's no gimmick to it or anything like, Cobra's got some proper gear. They just signed Gary Woodland. They've got Bryson. Um, they've obviously got Lexi. They got Ricky. So their staff is is impressive, and um, you know, hopefully they can put that to some wins. And uh, like I said, the the Cobra product, I'm super excited to fit with this year. Yeah, there's definitely some wins in that lineup for sure. Gary Woodland was like floating around it all year last year too. So. Um, yeah. I know that he dropped off Wilson and then actually Kiz went to Wilson, uh, Bryce, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. So did he? Yeah, I didn't Kiz, know Kiz is over there gaming Wilson this year. Um, I'm a big Kiz fan. so Mikey, more of a, like a personal question for you as like a fitter. Um, again, we're in co- conversation with Mike Marisevich over at TXG. Now, do you guys dabble with hot melt much? Hmm. Um, we, I mean, I've got a hot melt gun. I've got all the the rat glue in the world that we could hot melt every driver. Um, we definitely dabble with it in fits. All my fitters have access to a scale and, um, uh, some lead tape. Um, so if there's stuff, a, a certain weight can achieve, you know, we'll slap a few grams of a lead tape on there. And, you know, if we're putting three grams on the toe and it's made a massive difference in the customer striping it, then in the notes in the prescription, we'll be like, here are the stock weights. Here's how we want it set up, but we want to add, some you know hot melt to the toe three grams you know don't put it on the crown you know put it closer wherever you need it positioned Mm -hmm. um so yeah all my builders all my fitters have access to take that custom level almost to that that real tour level of adding some rack glue and um you know our uh, a good friend of ours johnny wonder up at callaway he kind of hangs out in the build shop every so often he's always liking to use rack glue so um yeah hot melts used quite a bit now, the reason why I ask that, is there a difference between like a full carbon unit to a titanium, the ability to like have it, uh, I guess, like essentially just stick to the uh, stick to the inside of the now, club? The nice thing with the, uh, no, it, regardless of the material, it's going to stay there. Obviously, you have to be careful with how hot your hot melt is, touching that carbon, touching yeah. the seat, touching the glue in there. You need a lot of heat to break that down. 
Um, you know, the hot melts going in. Yeah. If it touched your skin, it would definitely hurt. It's like a hot glue gun basically. Um, but regardless where you position it, there's still enough titanium in these carbon heads where you can kind of let it hang out in, um, and you just cool them down quickly. The great thing with hot melt is when it dries, it's, it's still sticky. It just doesn't move. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, if, you know, for, for us playing in the winter, you leave your clubs in the car tonight, hopefully, you know, you go play simulator golf the next day that glue didn't get brittle and break. And now it's rattling in your driver head. Um, it's always going to stay pretty mushy, which is nice. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't I actually, know that either. yeah I kind so of it almost it dries bad. as like a rubber, a thick rubbery material. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like an, almost like an elastic band in a way. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. That yeah. I kind of just figured it would almost like harden and just become like, like glue. You know, fixed to, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I like that. The uh, only thing is once it's in there, it ain't coming out in there. It ain't coming yeah. out. I tried yeah. to take it out once and I melted a driver. I said, that's it. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I know you could take the stealth and whatnot apart, but I don't know. I can't imagine that'd be very fun to kind of strip that no. down, break it down. No. So we kind of got into the gear chat right away, which I figured we probably would, but if we can kind of roll it back a little bit. So TXG is now um, a part of club champion, right? So mm-hmm. last year that was kind of just happening as we were having our conversation. So how are things going? How's things going with TG or TXG? So we got the Calgary um, location open, which I think you were just flying out to last year when we were chatting or just kind of had just come back. Yeah, we, uh, we opened in October um took a while for us to get open we partnered with a comp uh with a simulator place out there called total golf it's an indoor practice facility the foresight rep in canada is part owner of it um so we have access in there we've got two bays two fitters david and tim both great guys full demo matrix um you know loft and line machines you name it they even got a small little workshop out there um so yeah i mean the partnership with club club champion has been really good i've learned a lot um They've opened our eyes to, to to bigger picture things on things that we needed to tighten up as a company, uh, which has been really good. Um, lots of marketing ideas. And, you know, we now have a, a larger team to bounce ideas off of rather than just being myself and Ian or, you know, the marketing team that we have. Um, so it, it's it's been really good. And obviously we're expanding across the country. We're opening more locations. Uh, we're going to give, you know, we're going to bring access to TXG across the country. So more people can come in for fits and they don't have to fly to Toronto all the time. Um, but I'm excited for where the next couple locations are going to be. Um, but Calgary's, you know, we're getting Calgary full, you know, Bryce, you'll like this. I have a couple uh, uh, Calgary flames guys that I know they've already been in for some fits. So um yeah it's uh it's good to get that place humming and like i said the bays are filling up here and um yeah i know i'm I, we've learned a lot from club c and the partnership's been really good so are you guys looking to get down east as well east is uh east is a good one i think west is going to be number one for us first um west is uh there's some gold in those uh mountains out there <laughs> any plans to come to the u.s at all no, no. Right now, no. there's there's no plans to come to the U.S. Um, you know, we've done, uh, you know, Ian and I went down in, in March and we did uh, two weeks of fitting down at the Club Champion Manhattan location, which they just opened a whole new store um, out there. So um, there might be times throughout the summer or, or the early spring that Ian and I might go down and fit a couple guys that have requested, but no TXG in the U.S. Now, will that just be like, because obviously there's a partnership now with Club Champion. So are you guys trying to um, like blend the two models that you've had together? Like kind of like, 
you know, share a lot of the successes that TXG has had and them kind of share a lot of the successes that Club Champion has had to kind of build one big brand together? Yeah, I mean, you know, Club Champion obviously is a, is a big company, right? A hundred plus stores. Um, you know, they're they're busting out thousands of golf clubs a day. Um, lots of marketing, obviously, you know, you see them on the golf channel. So they're they're a big corporation. They're gonna help us grow across the country. Um, we're gonna help them, you know, the media side of T of Club Champion is now TXG, a club champion brand. Um, so a lot of the marketing becomes um, you know, TXG related stuff. So you'll see bits and bobs of different people on there. Um, so really, to be honest with you, you're taking a really big brand to help us grow across the country. And then we're using our, you know, you know, the media expertise, I guess, and helping them kind of grow that as well. And obviously grow the YouTube channel. Obviously you, you guys know, and hopefully people are watching, they, they, uh, they watch the YouTube channel, but it's, it's a big, uh, it's a big deal for us. It's where we get a lot of information out to people, um and it's uh you know it's super popular so the bigger we can get that obviously the the bigger the reach we have yeah and if, and you, if are... you guys have, our listeners haven't ch- i think i'm going to say the same thing mac is about to say but if you haven't went and checked out their youtube channel it's very informational you can learn a lot um it's also just a good watch i mean it's entertaining it's it's fun it's uh go check it out for sure and bryce earl drop a link below in the uh, huh. description is what yeah, he's gonna say. i'll drop a link with all my editing skills all right we made it through <laughs> nine and this glizzy is brought to you by our friends over at manscaped manscaped.com you can go over check out the ultra premium collection or anything that you need to not suffer through the back nine here using the promo code ots golf you will get 20 percent off plus free shipping Maybe you'll go low on the back. Thank you for supporting the episode. Thank you for supporting the pod. Manscaped.com, 20% off using the promo code OTSGOLF. Free shipping right to your door. Enjoy the pod. Everyone obviously knows a lot about the big three because they're advertised like crazy, but maybe some of the, like you talked about Cobra, but maybe into like the Ping or the the Strixon a little more, just because I feel like people don't hear too much about those compared to the big three. Yeah, Ping is... um... Ping always, I always feel like flies under the radar, yeah. but you see ping everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who started golf using ping. Obviously, originally invented like probably the most game improvement iron back in the day. Um, we were down in uh, at Ping's uh, tour facility uh, in November, testing the new gear and taking a look at it. And um, we all know the last couple of years, ping has had a driver that hasn't sounded the hottest. Um, I can assure you that the new one sounds. 10 times better. It uh, doesn't sound like the old Nike Sasquatch, um, yeah. you know, and the use of the use of carbon, right. You know, pings now in the carbon game, um, which I think is awesome. You know, their, their technology and their, and their engineers are, are under, you know, they know that carbon is, you know, good for weight reduction and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's nice to see them start to adapt to that technology as well. The new driver looks great. It's got a great color. Scheme. Even though they go ahead. Even though they haven't sounded great, though, haven't they been one of the most forgiving drivers for the past few years? Yeah, I mean, for uh, I would say G four hundred um, Max, they had that weight all the way back, and the MOI ratings on it when it came out was like the highest in the industry. We were all like, "How is that even possible?" Mm-hmm. Um, four ten was good. Four twenty five, I thought looked better. I like the color scheme of it. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't look as busy on the top, but it, you know, obviously, ping drivers, you know, have that you know, dragonfly technology and stuff like that. Um, but the, the 430, it, it just, it sounds, it sounds so much better, but it, it is super, 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 super forgiving. Um, but they've made it now where 
I would say in 425, maybe 410, you had Max and LST. There wasn't a massive difference between the two of them. Like there was, but it wasn't greatly to say, yeah, that's the low spin driver or that driver's a smaller profile. That's for the player. Um, now this between 430, you've got 425 Max, which is, you know, super forgiving. And then you've got four, uh, sorry, 430. And then you got 430 LST which is that smaller profile player shape. And it's a completely different beast altogether. Um, so yeah, the 430 stuff, I'm, you know, we have bits and bobs of it in the studio uh, already. We're still waiting for some of it to arrive, but um, like you said, ping is ping's always up there. Um, they always do a good job. There's, they have a great presence on tour, some great players, Finau and Hovland and all those boys. So um, yeah, I, I really like the ping stuff. Um, but you, you asked for it and, and the Strixon driver, it's the, the Lone Ranger this year. It's, uh, you know, for the last, for the longest I've been in the industry, I would have, uh, I don't know. I would have never hit a Strixon driver. It just, it was very, for the yeah. longest time, it was very like, uh, you know, from the, the Asian market, um, you know, for the one there was, they were bonded, so we couldn't even fit for them. And then they came out with adjustable hosel, but it still didn't perform. It was still very spinny and it was a little slow and there wasn't a ton of, there was technology in it, but it wasn't advanced like Sim was or, um, Rogue or Maverick, whatever the driver was at that time. Now this year they come out with the driver, obviously having Kepka on staff, Shane Lowry on staff, Hideki on staff. They got to make a driver that competes. If these guys are signing 14 club contracts, they got to make a, a driver that competes. And uh, I know Brooks is using the uh, low spin driver. We've tested it. We've had boy, we had media samples here for a couple of weeks and our guys were testing them in the Bay and, you know, we're getting texts going, this driver's, this driver's insane. Like it is low, flat, fast, you know, driver. So I think we recently did a video on it a couple of weeks ago and, it was, it was very good. Like at the end of it, I don't know if it was on camera or not, but after we're like, shit, this thing's going to compete. You know what I mean? Like where well, this can, you could stack this up a 430 LST uh, paradigm, triple diamond, um, you name it, you could stack it up against that. And it's, it's going to hold its own, which is, which is cool to see. I also think Strixon kind of has a name behind it where like five years ago, you would never even look at a Strixon driver, but like, I feel like that's just, it's still not completely faded out. I still think people look past the Strixon drivers just because they weren't known to make drivers in the past. kind of. Yeah. I mean, we're going into our seventh year of business. And when we first started out of a one base studio in Burlington, I mean, we would, we'd have Strixon and from where I worked before Strixon was already out for a couple of years. So we knew the product was good. We'd have guys coming in that are looking for like the most expensive iron back then. And they'd leave with a set of Strixons. They go, mm. never heard of them. I love the feel of them. I love the look of them. I'm going to buy them. And then, you know, now you show up to the T, the three of us are on the T and we both got tailor-mades, but then Bryce, you got a set of Strixons. We're like, oh, why does he have that? What is this? Right. So yeah. um, there is more Strixon. I see it everywhere. There's a lot of guys in my home club that now have Strixon, um, but the product's good. The drivers are good. The irons are unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think they've come a long way, like recently, in my opinion. Like in the past five, ten years, they've made a big stride for sure. Totally. And the ball's really good. The yeah. you know, I I play that um Z Star Diamond just because I would love to I to be honest, with you, I'd sacrifice five yards just to hit it a bit higher and spin it a bit more to actually hold the green. Um and that diamond balls has been a game changer. I've been a Pro V1X guy for a long time, but that if you're looking for a new ball, try that diamond. Free plug for Strixon. 
I've been, uh, man, I would love a Strix unplug because I, I got the irons and like, I feel like I'm almost like fanboy for the irons now. So I got some friends who are like tailor-made guys, titleist guys, whatever it is. Right. And so many people kind of get like that. They get into the idea of like, that's their brand. They like that brand. They only want to get fit by, you know, go to a titleist fitting or whatever it may be. I don't care. I get probably, I don't know, five different brands in my bag, but Strix on irons are going to be hard to beat unless I'm... I don't know. I, I don't know what it'll be unless I kind of get a a free set somewhere that are just like, and I can just go pick whatever one I want. It's going to be really hard to uh, to get. Yeah, those don't get me back. wrong. I'd play those irons in a heartbeat. They're gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, yeah. like they look good too. Like they they definitely look good. So that's uh the bag has to look good for me because the game is not trending in the right direction lately. Maybe, yeah. maybe if I get fit for the first time in my life, I'll oh, man. Uh, try them out. So crazy, Bricer. So crazy. We got to uh, we got to work something out. You and I got to go, and we got to get fit. And we got to yeah, find out what will actually work. And then that's and then, right. I, I know I know a place with lots of fitters. Yeah, yeah. So we can Never meet. Done uh, we can meet halfway and go in and get it done. But um, Mikey, so when you're kind of coming up into the the season, when you're starting to you know have things dropped off on your desk, whatever it may be, coming to the shop. Is that an exciting time for you? Like each year, is it kind of like Christmas for a club builder for somebody like yourself? When I first got in the industry, like I wanted to know what's coming out in like June or July for next year. I wanted to be like a, a like get the spy photos and you know junk young golf WRX. And um, when we started TXG, a good friend of mine who owned a golf store in Scotland, who unfortunately passed last year, um, he had a he had a hotline to China. And uh, we would get photos off the assembly line of like um, Sim 2 um, before it was even a thing, before probably some tailor-made people knew about it. Um, and uh, so I used to love doing that. Now I just, I, I know when stuff's going to start arriving. It's generally start seeing, you know, stuff in July. Um, we start testing, you know, Titleist, we start testing in August and the other guys, we start testing October, November, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's new gear. Who doesn't, who doesn't love new gear? I mean, I'm playing a Titleist TSR driver right now with an Autoflex. Um, I love it. The drivers, the drivers changed my game hundred percent, man. That um, is the most like Matt looking like stealth head there is mm-hmm. in golf right now with the most obnoxious shaft. Yeah, attached well, now, to I love fair, it. To be fair, I have like a limited edition Autoflex. So it's like blue and red. So of it's course. not, it's not the hot, it's not the pink Panther. <laughs> I do uh, like to think though it's kind of I'm a flashy guy. Man, I love that setup. Like that it. contrast is awesome. That would be such a good like that'd be I don't know, I'm just popping that out of the bag, but yeah. The it, red and it blue looks would be cool. Good too. Yeah. Until your head pro is standing on the first tee with you Sunday morning at like 8 a.m. and you have to hit it good because if you're using a hot pink shaft and you miss it, mm-hmm. you're not gonna enjoy those drinks after that round of golf. I I uh I want to just kind of circle back a little bit because I have a question I'm going to ask it ask you it before I forget it. But just with all the new technology and stuff and and moving forward in the future, do you think the PJ is going to have to do something if they keep finding ways to increase distance with these drivers, even if it's a couple yards here and there? But over like five ten years, that could be twenty yards essentially if they keep trending that way. Do you think the PJ is going to have to step in and make some rules or no? Um, I mean, I know there was a whole golf ball chat of, you know, rolling the golf ball back and yeah. you know, for players. And then that makes a ton of confusion having a player ball and, uh, and, a you know, an amateur, amateur ball. ball, obviously I'm going to use the one that goes the furthest as much as I can. Um, but you know, if, if you really want to play, do you use a player's ball? Like that's a, that's a bunch of confusion in my opinion. Um, I think the only way to do it is you lengthen the golf courses. 
Yeah. Um, and there's ways to do that. You can grow the rough and you pull the tees back and make the greens harder. And, you know, but then that also increases the length of time on how long golf's played and on tour. I mean, there's six hour rounds out there. Um, yeah. so it, you know, it's, it's tough. Will they, will the thing is, you know, with the help of technology, but these players that are coming out of college, they're so fast. So I mean, fast. like uh, someone was, I was chatting to someone at Titleist yesterday and they had a, a young guy. He's just in, I think he's just finished NCAA golf. I can't remember his name, but he was like 193. Mm. Well, and I'm like, come on. Like, how is that 193 mile an hour ball speed? Like, it doesn't matter how hard I train and don't get me wrong, stack and super speed and all that. Yes, you can definitely get faster, but I can't go from 155 to 190. No. That I can, I can get to 160 and that's the goal. Um, but I mean, 190, like the game's completely different. So I think you make the golf courses longer. I think they should leave the ball alone. Um, but yeah, make the golf courses longer. That's, that's my only thing I think they can do. So I know that, there's a like St. Andrews right now is like in jeopardy being able to host like even another tournament now. Right. So yeah. they've kind of moved everything back. They're hitting over fairways and stuff. And, and, you know, real estate's expensive. Like even at Augusta, there's not much space left there. So I think that's kind of the idea. And when I think about it, I think of some of those things and how much that is going to push some of the really nice old courses out of, the new game right so well i mean you look at like you know, if we look at the canadian open you have oakdale hosting the canadian open this year um you know all the way back yeah it plays it plays long it'll probably play you know seven and change but you know look at a place like st george's played pretty long and tough for these guys with elevation but rory obviously you know dusted the field what was he like 19 under or something like that mm-hmm. um you know for four days and 19 under people are like oh they're ripping the golf course apart I'd rather watch Rory shoot 19 under than Rory shoot even par. Um, Cause yeah. he's, he's just 10 times more interesting to watch for golf courses. You're right. If they can't play a major at the old course, that would suck. Um, I mean, it's the coolest town and piece of property you could ever stand on. Um, you know, for Augusta, obviously from what we saw, what they did with 13 over the winter, they, I think they moved a highway or something who knows, but I'd feel they own that, that whole area. So I'm sure if they needed to, I'm sure a few, few homes and a few golf courses would go missing and, and you'd have a longer Augusta national. <laughs> well, at the country club for the U S open this past year, I remember they leased a guy's backyard to put a T deck back there. That's insane. That's wild. Forget what hole it was. Cause they would even have to a bunch of money. Yeah. They would have to do that. I don't know, probably at least six months out or something too. Like they'd have to prep for that, for that type of tournament. That's, that's wild. Yeah, I remember, I forget what hole it was, but I remember like it vividly. Cause I was like, wow, that is insane. Unless they're just building one on the side, bringing it in, dropping it there. And it's just like a huge built up tee box. I, I, I mean, know. they, they put like a temporary fence up for about everything. They went the whole nine yards. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's plus cool. a free membership for life. Probably that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Chase Cinco. Is that the name that you were looking at, Mike? That's I think a, so. so this D yeah, the D one kid, he was on like Bryson's channel playing a match with Grant Horvat and yeah, he's hitting it longer than Bryson, which is insane, man. Yeah. Longest, you know, what's also crazy though. It's not even though it's those kids, but it's also these like 14 year old kids who are just crushing the ball. Like, yeah. It's insane. Worked, the other night I worked with a 14 year old kid. I think he's 14, 14 or 15 plays for team Canada. He's hitting six iron. I think he's carrying it like one ninety. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you are 14. At 14, the things I was doing at 14 was not hitting 600, 190 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's cool to see the, we work with quite a few elite juniors. It's cool to see them come through the doors. And I'll tell you, even the girls, like the ones that are playing NCAA golf right now uh, that played for team Canada, I remember working with them when they were like 13 and 14. Um, and now they're young adults and the girls are crushing it. I mean, they're so good. Yeah. So I think the future of Canadian golf is, is going to be pretty damn good. Did you have, uh, have you had Lauren Zaretsky through there? She's, uh, at... yeah, Lauren's been a, Lauren's been a long customer of ours. Yeah. Um, Katie Cranston, Nicole Gal, they've all been customers of ours. So like super proud of how they've, they've all, what they've achieved in golf. It's crazy. Bryce, that was the other hole in one that I forgot about. So we had, I had Lauren on like the Friday before she left. She went out. Oh yeah. Thursday, the Thursday following she had a hole in one in her first ever LPGA tour event. So I was trying to remember that because we've talked yeah, a couple her, into and then Gordo. Uh, couple into fruition here on the pod. And so, Vim. Yeah, and Vim. So that was the one where I couldn't remember it. And obviously, like it's her first round. Like that's insane. She was like such a nice girl, man. And she pounds the ball. Like she just smashes it too. Like it's oh, crazy. So, so crazy. So good. Such a good player. But um so 2023 releases, uh Mikey, like anything that you're looking forward to the most is it Obviously, like there's the driver bracket. You guys do an excellent job. So anybody listening to the pod, go check out the TXG uh, YouTube channel. So um, the driver bracket's one of my favorite things. I'm sure it gets a ton of views. A lot of people like it. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, is it the driver, the irons, fairway woods, putters? Any like I know that there you had posted on your story the other day. There's a new TaylorMade putter coming out that uh, is pretty cool. Anything that you're looking forward to most uh, personally for yourself? Yeah, I mean. Um, the one thing is I will say the driver bracket for this year, we didn't do one last year, but the driver back bracket for this year will not just be one person hitting them. It'll be a, a multiple of, of people. It'll be really cool. Um, it'll be a really good way to showcase all the drivers. It, I guess it'll be multiple brackets. Um, but yeah, very excited for that. Um, yeah, TaylorMade putter. Um, I have no clue when the embargo is on it, but I'm going to say it. They've got like this really cool adjustable putter. Um, and, uh, we were, we did some testing, the fitters did some testing on Quintic with it, and it definitely changes rate of rotation and how the club, you know, hangs or closes or whatever through impact. So, um, kudos to TaylorMade on that putter, um, Cleveland RTX six wedges are clean, really nice looking, um, couple new brands we've brought in for demo, uh, is, uh, for a brand called 14 out of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super good quality stuff. Uh, proto concept, the stuff Lydia Coe's using is in our demo matrix now. Um, just clean looking, you know, like I always say, the Japanese do it well when it comes to golf club design. Um, obviously, still full current lineup of of Mira. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. But I would say the TaylorMade Putter, um, Strixon Driver, and the uh, Cleveland RTX 6 Wedges, I think they're going to, those three are going to make a, a decent splash this year. Well, you went to the, did you go to the zip course after the, you were playing the artisans, right? I was, yeah. So I've still got my artisans in the bag. I'm hoping to get down there in March, uh, to see Mike and, um, my, I know I'm, I'm a preacher of people should get new wedges every season. And I know it sounds expensive. It sounds crazy, but that groove life is a big thing whether you play 10 rounds. Well, if you play like 25 plus rounds in practice, definitely some fresh wedges. My artisans I've had for like, I can't remember when I was there. I think it was 2018. So I've had them four or five years. And I mean, 
the 50 and the 56 still spin like mad. I just put a little scotch bright pad to them to take some du- uh, some rust off. But um, I've been in a hunt for a 60 degree wedge for the last three years and I just can't figure one out. So um, yeah, the Artisan 50 and 56 is back in the bag and I've just got a SM9 Vokey, um, uh, what I'm playing, 6010 uh, S grind right now for my 60. So yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of cool gear. The artisan stuff is. Uh, I'm hoping we can announce one day that we're we're doing demos for artisan. It's something that I've chatted to Mike Taylor a lot about um, over the last few years. So um, some of that's coming to life, and and hopefully you can come to TXG and get fit for some artisan stuff. The uh, the tailor made putter. So is it it's adjustable? So is it kind of like is that like loft? a face balance? Like are we talking like kind of like a lab? type putter um so you can um obviously it's not the hosel it's on the bottom of the putter so you have adjustable weights um it's a mallet style almost like a uh, a fang style putter um and then you have on each side a sliding rail where you can you can push the weight forward you can push the weight all the way back increase moi um you can you know position the weights differently you've got three positions so you can have one all the way up the face and one in the middle and that can kind of you know change rate of rotation um so definitely one to get fitted for yeah Um, and when uh, hopefully when the marketing's out um you know it's easy to explain to the customer you know when they came out with the adjustable drivers people thought you put it in draw setting and it's gonna it's gonna go right to left for you well you're 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 still a yogi if you hit a slice so i mean it's not gonna it's not gonna fix everything um but i think this putter is really going to be good for fitting dial people in a little bit more and uh, and just get the ball rolling yeah, that's such an interesting concept. I feel because putting is such a, like a feel thing and you can I don't know, kind of roll the same putter and over the years you kind of maybe manipulate your stroke a little bit, but there's still so many people at, that struggle to find the center of the face. I feel like that can really help the general population of golfers. Oh, and when I say oh, that, I mean like me. 10, yeah, I'm just going to stay out of this conversation. No, I just mean like on average a 10 plus like a double digit handicapper who maybe struggles to, you know, find the center of the face and, and needs a little bit of work. And, you know, if that's like we said, a lot of people will just go pick up a brand type putter that they like or whatever it is. They'll just go get a Scotty Cameron because it's cool and that's what they like. And if they're a tailor-made guy, they might go grab that. But to have that adjustability on, you know, your putting green to be able to help out with that transition and like if you're, I don't know, if you just can't change your stroke, if you, you know, if you're 40 years old, 50 years old, you've been golfing forever and this is your putting stroke and it's just, you just cannot change it, but you can adjust some of the weighting and stuff like that. That is really cool. I like that idea. I'm surprised that we haven't seen that yet. That's pretty exciting to check out. I feel like Bryce, were you just looking that up? Were you just searching that? Try and find I was trying to. I, can't I feel find like, I feel like embargo is like the 20th on this thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, who, who knows? but it's going to be cool i mean we've got it in all the demo matrixes and um i'm you know i'm going to florida for that pga show so it might it might come down on the trip just to tinker with but i don't i don't mess with my putters too much did you know what it's called you get the uh the bentonardi yet i did i finally got the bentonardi in like june or something like that so it was like 12 plus months of getting a custom bentonardi and i used an old nike method putter for a long long time and kind of replicated that with a Betty and it works great, um, which is nice. I'm glad it works. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks really sweet. All right. We had a couple IG questions. I'm just going to give you one here. Um, 
somebody asked if you guys are hiring. That was one of the ones. So uh. now I kind of wanted to expand on that one a little bit. Um, thought it was a good opportunity to, you know, find out anybody who's looking to get into the industry. What, um, what do you typically look for, Mikey? Like, um, you know, you're the director of club building fitting at uh, TXG, yeah. one of the biggest, uh, you know, or maybe the biggest fitter in Canada. So when you're, when you're getting those inquiries, when people are talking to you about it, what, uh, what types of um, things are you looking for from, you know, players or people that are in the industry that want to kind of get into the fitting uh, and building, you know, section? Yeah. I mean, I'll say everyone on staff at one point has worked in the golf industry, whether that's working at big box retail, working in a pro shop um, or working for uh, for an OEM as a, as a tech rep. Um, you know, Paul was a Callaway tech rep. Alex and John worked at Golf Town and the Golf Lab. Um, you know, Dean in, in Mississauga, it worked at Big One Island for six years. Patty's fresh out of college. Um, you know, Ian and, Ian and I will say, we're not going to hire IQ. We're going to hire EQ. I can teach you everything on the shaft wall. I can teach you how to use Quintic and Foresight and all that. And, um, you know, we obviously have prerequisites. We, we run everyone through the Foresight you know, training manual. We still want you to have TrackMan University completed because we think there's some great ball flight ball flight laws in that. Um, you know, obviously know the lingo, know, know some product. You don't have to be a complete geek about it, but it does help. Um, but the the hands-on part of it of you know putting a head and shaft combo together and creating something that's going to be better for a customer, that that's the that's the easy part. Biggest thing we try to harp on is is customer service. You know, is try to be that's our main focus customer service company that sells custom golf clubs. And, um, you know, I always say the guys that I, that we hire, you know, there's no difference of walking into a TXG than it would to be walking into a Toronto golf club or the national or, you know, Rosedale. It's, we try to treat it like a private club and not, you know, snooty and hoity toity, but that experience that you're coming into is like, wow, this is, this is first class. Um, so we want all our guys to be able to, you know, treat the studios with the most respect and, and kind of show off the, the brand. Um, but like I said, we can, we can teach you as much as we, as much as we need. Our general process is about two months before you come a fitter and it all depends on your, you know, what your, your background is, you know, it's a, it's a month of shadowing. It's a month of some reading, a month of watching some YouTube videos, um, a month of, you know, spending a lot of time at the operations team um, and shadowing. I mean, you're shadowing a ton, getting to see how, people react with customers and then your second month um, or it could be third month, but generally second month you're in the field, you're fitting. Um, we generally have you within multiple locations to get a different vibe. Um, but those fittings are free to the customer. Um, and the reason we offer it for free is just in case that that fitter needs to ask a question. We don't want the customer to go, I'm paying $400 for this driver fitting. And he's asking a question on why does the head weigh 205 right. grams? We would never have that, but if we did, that's the reason we we offer it for free. We it's a room for error on the fitter, but um, that's on our judgment whether we're letting them go free, uh, letting our children go free uh, in, into the world uh, of fitting. Well, and that's something. So if they're you know watching the podcast by chance over on YouTube here, um, or if you're listening to it in the car or whatever it may be, you've probably checked out the YouTube or channel for TXG and you kind of see that same type of professionalism on that channel. And we had a lengthy discussion before we hopped on the pod here about how, you know, there's so much retention and all that stuff that goes into it. And I think it's like that professionalism that Maddie has, that Ian has, that you have that kind of grip people, have them, you know, hop onto the channel, learn quite a bit 
hit the subscribe button and come back. Right. So, um, you know, that's kind of the idea of, you know, when you're getting fit and you're spending that money, like you said, you want to go in there, you want to feel confident, you want to feel, you know, like it's professional. You're already nervous enough to have to go in there and hit it around in front of a bunch of people. So, well, that's the thing we get guys and and ladies and juniors that are, and seniors that are like, Oh, I'm nervous because they do watch the channel and you know, they get fit with Ian or, you know, I only fit on a Friday and generally if they're requested fits, you know, I'll do a fit, you know, so I get people that watch the channel and you can tell they're nervous. And the first thing I always say is like, relax, like who cares? Don't worry. Like, I'm not going to judge you for, we're all going to hit misses. We're all going to hit it fat, skinny, shank, left, right. Don't worry. It's going to happen. Um, the biggest thing of going into a fit is don't be nervous. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I hope everyone understands when you come here is we know it's an investment, whether you buy, uh, whether you buy one golf ball or you buy 14 clubs, it doesn't matter how much money you spend with us. As long as it works for you, that's all that matters. Um, cause no one wants to be felt, you know, taken advantage of is spending upwards to $10,000 plus and like their fitter doesn't care. That's not what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mike, you transition onto something else. We talked about like all the big brands and stuff like that. So we've seen a bit of a shift, um, or at least I have a lot of people who kind of follow the YouTube space. We've seen a big shift with a lot of these bigger OEMs kind of, um, signing influencers, um, or maybe, um, more golf like personalities, I guess is a better yeah. way to put it. So is that anything that affects you guys, the business there? Is that anything that I'm sure you got people coming in that are like, Oh, I saw, you know, Garrett hitting this thing, you know, hitting Mizuno's he's with Callaway now, or, you know, I really like this club because I watch good, good or whatever it is. Do you see that, um, like within your business a lot, does it affect how you guys, you know, kind of roll out, you know, your, your messaging to some customers and whatnot. Cause you're, you're kind of trying to get them to try everything, right? Like you don't want people to come in and like be, all right, I want to tailor made this, you know, you want to get them to be able to honestly have the same swing when they're hitting a tailor made ping, Haywood, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think it's smart. Cal, what Cali's done with the good, good guys. Great uh, YouTube channel. Unfortunately, I don't, uh, you know, take in a lot of uh, golf, content on YouTube or anywhere. I, I, I watch other stuff and, and do other stuff. Um, but you get players like, you know, even that Luke Kwan that's on the good, good team. I mean, the guy stripes it, you know, ex tour mm-hmm. player or mini tour player, whatever. I mean, I think he's got one of the best things I've seen online in a long time, good. but what Callaway's done, I think anyways, and I think it's genius. The call it the golfers that are 15 years old right now that watch good, good, that are fanboys of good, good you know, those guys are going to want to play what's in Luke's bag. Right. Right. Um, So, and then if, you know, with this good, good, you know, brand of, you know, you know, potential equipment and stuff like that. I mean, you're, you're going to get people, you know, if it's cheaper, but they trust someone who uses it, people are going to use it. I mean, you've got um, the COVID golfer, you've got the younger demographic that are getting into golf. Now golf is a growing sport. Um, you know, it, they use the good, good stuff. And then in five years time, they're now in Callaway paradigm 10.0 or whatever it's going to be called. Um, so it's, it's smart. We were talking to Cobra today. They have, they've got blades and then they've got, we actually added to the demo, which is called a T rail. And it, the thing literally looks like a boat. It has got the thickest top line I've ever seen in the golf industry. It's got a massive butt to it. It just goes straight up and it goes forever. It's a strong lofted iron. Um, they have, stuff that covers the whole demographic from Man. tour pros to juniors to seniors, you name it. So 
Um, I think what it, what they've done is smart. Are people coming in asking for it because good good using it? I haven't had that yet, or haven't had someone say, "Hey, I saw, you know, Claire Hogel use a tailor made driver. I want a tailor made driver." Um, right. But it's I I do believe that people are definitely seeing. I got buddies that aren't huge into golf, but they're like, "Oh, you know, I saw." I don't know. Give me, give me a, give me an influencer. I oh, Mac Boucher. All my buddies are like, you know, Mac Boucher, you know, Mac Boucher It's like, unfortunately I do know Mac Boucher. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, what drivers are you using? And I was like, you know, a tailor-made and they're like, Oh, do you have any? And you know, they want to look at that gear, which is weird for, for me to hear them say, cause I grew up with those guys. They hated golf growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the new golfer, the COVID golfer, the younger demographic, they are definitely latching more onto what influencers are using rather than what the PJ tour is using. Yeah. And that's kind of where I formed the question from, but for Mac, I'm like more interested in what beard bomb he's using in his mustache than, you know, a driver. Right. So it's yeah. beautiful, but uh, no, and I know like I've talked to Mac recently, he was going to jump on with us a little while ago. And then he's just like, he's flying everywhere for the next three he, months. You know, he's uh, the fame has gotten to his head and <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to clip this part of the podcast. I'm going to send it to him. There you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's too busy for all of us, you know. He's become Mr. Hollywood, and uh, yeah, you know, let him do what he's doing. But no, I'm happy for him. He's he's having fun, and I think he's in Dubai right now, and he hits it so good, it's it's insane. It's hard not to watch, man. Shots fired, though. Shots fired. That's uh, yeah, that's another uh, another Canadian guy. It's good to see because he kind of uh, you know you know him well. He's a pretty genuine guy. I'm nice. Uh, it's kind of nice to see a page, you know get to where it has and it's like art man we get to like flip through we talked about tiktok and it's kind of nice to just kind of go through and have a look see see him hit some fun golf shots when you see the golf shots in real life you're like holy moly this is this is different level i mean i took him a couple years ago to toronto and there were some trees that are no longer and i mean he was taking them like 80 yards left and 80 yards right i'm like dude i can barely hit it straight i don't even know how you're able to do this but how he thinks is just, it's ridiculous. It's cool. Man. Yeah. It's very cool. Just in the off season, Mike, you want to go through kind of day to day, um, kind of at work. I know we kind of ask a lot of our, our guests this, but it's kind of interesting um, to see what different people do in the golf industry. So if you want to just kind of roll through a day to day, maybe off season and throughout the season. Definitely. I mean, yeah. The nice thing for us now is off season is, it's quiet. I mean, it's quieter in December. Um, but right now, you know, when new gear is out, Jan to Jan to November, people are gung ho. People want gear, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, I mean, my day to day, you know, in it first thing is in with the operations team and and see if there's any fires or making sure stuff's being built, you know, correctly. It's not like I'm overseeing it like a hawk, but you know, grab meetings with the build team, grab meetings with the operations team, making sure customer service has got what they need. Um, connect with my fitters. I'm in the Toronto location today, so I try to spend one day a week up here um, to just be with the fitters and be with the customers out here. Um, but my, my job is obviously to to help increase, you know, sales within the company. What can we add for the customer's benefit um, that can also, you know, benefit TXG at the end of year? So um, we're working on promotions with the marketing team. We're working on bringing different brands and whatnot. So um, yeah, I mean, off season, I, I see, I'm, this is going to sound awful. I don't love to practice. Um, it's not that I don't love to practice. I don't know what I'm practicing. Um, and, uh, you know what, Mikey, I, I know a good YouTube channel that you should check out. It's the tour experience golf YouTube channel. There's plenty of content on there. You've been yeah, on the I channel. I don't like the guys on that channel. They're weird. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, 
you know, Ian works with me a little bit on my swing. We'll hit, you know, I'll go on a Sunday and hit some balls at work. Um, you know, Scott Kelks, who's one, you know, one of the best teachers out there, a coaches out there. And he's always, you know, teasing me. He's like, let's take a look. Let's take a look. So um, off season, like I said, I don't play a ton of, I don't practice a ton of golf. I try to travel and play a bunch of golf. Um, and then when the season's on, I mean, last year I played, it was like 97 rounds of golf. Nice. Um, nice. That is nice for being a single guy that literally just works and goes to the golf course. Um, and I live at the golf course when the golf season opens and when it ends, I'm going to depression mode. So, um, yeah, I try to play as much golf as I can, whether it's for work or just for fun. Uh, my weekends are dedicated to golf. Um, we obviously, being in the golf industry, have a chance to play different industry events or with different people, um, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, as soon as the golf season hits, you know, which is generally, I always call it Feb to Feb to October's, you know, crazy, crazy time. Um, I'm still selfish and sneak out to play golf. I like it. I like it. Well, Mikey, it's been about an hour here, man. We really appreciate you giving us all this time. Um, anybody who's still uh, connected with us, um, you guys will have your podcast popping back up in the next little while. So yep. stay tuned for that. Check out Mikey's page. It's at MikeTXG over on Instagram still. Yes, sir. So the Sunday Q&As are great. If you have any questions, pop over there, ask Mikey a question. He'll get back to you. Um, and then we're going to link the TXG uh, channel down below the YouTube channel. You can go there. You can learn anything about any brand. Uh, there's tips on there everything that you want to do just go check it out search through there hit this uh, subscribe button it keeps mikey employed uh -huh. that's pretty much where a lot of it uh, a lot of it might come from but uh yeah he's even on there too man swinging the kirkland wedges and stuff like that which is uh which is pretty cool so if you want to see him kind of uh in a different light go over and check out some of those videos it's really cool but mike really appreciate it um Thanks, we're gonna ask you again are you gonna have us out to play toronto golf this year 2023 will be the year 2023 of i like it toronto golf <laughs> I like it. I like it. We'll have a good time. I'll have you out at Port Hope. I uh, love it. It's pretty sweet out here, man. I know uh, a lot of good things are changing out here at Port Hope. So um, yeah, it'll be a good year for the course too. So we'll, well, it's uh, on we'll the list it up. To play. It looks awesome. It does look pretty awesome, man. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's hard to beat. It's hard. It's tough, but uh, it's fun. Up out there. It's fun though. It's fun. If you're hitting it straight, it's okay. You're hitting it straight and you're hitting it high and you can land it on a green. It's good. It's not a super long course. You just got to hit it straight. But uh, thanks, Mikey. Um, yeah. So anybody, again, all the links are below. Go check them out and uh, stay tuned because your podcast will come up and it'll bounce us out of that number one spot in Canada whenever we uh, have a good one and we get there. But uh, that's okay. That's all right. Lots of people in the golf space. Take care, Mikey. Thanks, guys. He's out in my ball and of course I tee up. I lose the ball and I re up. I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it. Second was blind, I see it. Feel like it might be an average, I was working scenario.